people think guys are very like emotionally dense and insensitive. It's really not a malicious thing if they're not considering someone else's feelings. Sometimes they barely understand their own feelings and that's because it's never taught to us. Mm-hmm. Our priorities are like business and law and like providing for a family. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome back to the Inglorious RBG. Today on the podcast, I have one of my oldest friends, um, someone that I've known since I was three years old. He's here to talk a bit about his job, which is as a content creator, and then we'll be getting a bit deeper, talking about relationships, grief, um, things like losing a parent and friends, and really just talking about men's mental health and being open um, being honest with your feelings and just kind of dealing with those things from a guy's perspective which is obviously very important and something that really gets looked down upon um, based on stereotypical views of men in society but before we get into that um, I do have some recommendations this week firstly Lil Nas's album Montero finally was released I think it's great I absolutely love it Um, I always liked him I think he's super fun And now he has his new album out. Um, Yeah, so you should definitely check it out. My favorites on the album are Life After Salem. That one's a bit darker. Uh, Tales of Dominica, That's What I Want, and Lost in the Citadel. That last one reminds me of a Gene Dawson song, um, or just like his vibe in general. So if you're into Gene Dawson, you might like that song. But yeah, great album overall. Good job, Lil Nas. Um, Love you. Just keep doing your thing, my friend. Um, with regards to TV and movies, I have been watching Ted Lasso still, and I might even watch it all over again with my family. That's how much I love it. I cannot express how great of a show it is. I just think there's lots of life lessons in there. Um, it's very relevant, hilarious, amazing characters, and just overall such an uplifting show. Um, I'm watching like half episodes at a time, even though they're just about 30 minutes just because I want to maintain this level of happiness for a longer amount of time. Um, So yeah, I'm just gonna keep doing that and then again, probably watch it again. Last night, I had a little solo date and watched the movie After Everything. Um, It stars Jeremy Allen White, who plays Lip in Shameless, the US version. So he does a great job portraying um, this guy who has cancer. He's a young adult living in New York. and he basically falls in love and it goes to the story of like him and this girl falling in love while also dealing with his cancer treatment and it just really takes you on a journey of like young love and also just dealing with difficult things in a relationship. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. So I like that one a lot. Um, and finally, I am reading a book right now that is very off far we're, we're done with like the light reads of summer hot girl summer has now become hot academic girl fall um and i'm reading the book invisible woman exposing data bias in a world designed for men by caroline criado perez um so i never really expected to be reading statistics for fun but here i am the novel and stats i don't think are really revelations or anything um i i do think that the world was designed for men and I think a lot of people do know that as well 
Um, but the extent and cost that women pay um, living in this society, um, and especially women of color, really shows in this book. Um, yeah, so it is a so far I've really enjoyed reading it. It is eye-opening. I did definitely go to bed last night after reading it feeling a little upset, but it is just an interesting read if you're into learning a bit more about the biases that we have in our in our society. So yeah, that's it for me. Um, now I'm going to bring out my guest. I'm so excited to introduce one of my oldest friends, Ryan, to the podcast. He's out here creating entertaining, amazing content for brands and artists. He's vlogging, he's on TikTok, he's grinding, and overall just has such a big heart and believes in supporting your friends on both a work basis, but also on a more personal and deeper level. He's honestly a style muse in my eyes, and we're very lucky to have him here. Please welcome Ryan Nisker. Woo, thank you for that very kind intro. Wow. Oh, my pet Ryan, we've been friends since we were three. I have to, I have to give the good intro. Oh, God. It's, it has been quite some time. Let everybody know what's good. Um, my mom's going to love this episode. She's already waiting for this. She's been waiting. Reese, Reese, let's go. And she just started listening, too. Okay, Rye. So how are you? Happy to, happy to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. Just uh, preparing for the fast tomorrow, you know, living my, my good Jewish boy life. The good Jewish boy life. <laughs> you know, Ryan, I haven't really done it in the past few years, but this year being at home, I feel like... It's a must-do. Why, why this year? Out of all the years that like things are already miserable enough, and so may many as well just take it. Yeah, may as well just yeah. take it to the next level. No, I feel like you know, in the in like undergrad and stuff, it was difficult. Had classes and stuff, and and you know me, like I'm not the most religious person, so it was right. never like a must-do. I'm more about the traditions. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Anyways, yeah, we're ready. We're ready to fast. That's why oh, we're yeah. doing this today. Just lots of carbs today. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. I'm so hungry today. So we'll see how tomorrow goes. I mean, I, you just got to bake something nice. How's the bakery going? I haven't been doing the bakery a lot recently. I've been more into this and really just applying for jobs and schools and things like that. So cool. yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a bit of a setback, but Ryan, you're probably my best customer. I mean, I'm a big fan of, uh, of the baked goods. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad you like them. So to start us off, I have a really important question that I usually ask my guests who I think might watch. Are you watching Bachelor in Paradise right now? Uh, it's kind of the, the season I'm least invested in, but I am I do frequent it from time to time. My boys are more invested in it than I am. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've been slacking. Yeah, because I've seen that you've posted that you watch The Bachelor, you watch The Bachelorette. It's a little bit of content here and there, and I was really into it. I really enjoyed that. I love it when the boys watch. Thank you. Boys Batch Night is, is a very serious ordeal. A lot of the boys are uh, uh, sending it in Greece at the moment. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, so the Batch Squad isn't really together, but I think it was like meeting up with like four or five of the boys every Monday during a time where like there was really no reason to meet up with anyone was mm -hmm. really important. And I think it started off as a joke where like, let's just like link up for Bachelor and uh, the season, it was good. It was Matt's season when we yeah, all were like started. That. I love it. It was so, there was so much going on, and there was so <laughs> much scandals and drama and this and that. And it was like it was fun. Yeah, Batch Night is serious. Okay, good. You have snacks, <laughs> I presume, and you know, I sometimes I bring like cookies or wings. You know, I cook sometimes. I I do a little dabbling in the kitchen. Love it. I think that's the best part: friends, food, potentially some good entertainment. Yeah. Have you been following? 
Yeah. Oh, I always follow. That's why, you know, this is a big part of my podcast these days is just, you know, <laughs> guests who watch Bachelor in Paradise. Um, okay. I was going to ask you your favorite couple is, but I don't know if you know exactly what's going on. So I couldn't tell mind. you on this season. Never mind. Um, let's get into it then. So we're going to start off from the basics. I mean, I know what you're doing now, but basically what did you study in undergrad? Um, and, you know, what did you think you'd be doing when you finished undergrad? Um, what did I study? I went into university for like a digital marketing program. Um, and then eventually I switched to uh, like an English and media communications program and studied a lot of like, uh, like visual like rhetoric and like symbolism and a lot of like political media and like media that kind of uh pushes some sort of like opinion or like influence onto people through like past like political propaganda and things like comic books and different like visual mediums and uh yeah and at first i didn't really know what it would be applied to but eventually it kind of found its way to uh, like content marketing and social media um, so things worked out. I didn't think that an English major would be that valuable, but it has proven to be much more valuable than I, than I thought. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Think that you would be, well, we haven't even said what you really do yet, but what did you think you'd be doing after you graduated and what oh, did you do right after? <laughs> no idea. I, I was very like pushed by my family into like being in like the tech startup space. I think that's where they idealized my like corporate well I wasn't gonna be a lawyer I wasn't gonna be a doctor so like go into tech and business and I'm like yeah. so I was, I was kind of dabbling in like the tech and startup space for a while um but eventually I moved to I moved from like social media in the tech startup space to more content and like artistic direction uh in like the influencer and entertainment space working with like different influencers and artists rappers singers bands Things yeah, like tell that. us some of the people you've been with because I know you've been with some cool people or you worked with some cool people. Um, I've I've definitely had some cool opportunities. I've uh, I've been fortunate enough to be in the studio with um, artist like tr- like Canadian artists like Killy and and Smiley from OVO, and uh, I was randomly in a studio session with Jake Paul for a couple <laughs> nights. Uh, nice, that was kind of nice. Interesting. Uh, it was cool. It was cool. I definitely am not wa- a person to like, especially because you're so desensitized to like wealth on Instagram, I feel. Mm-hmm. But when I saw, so like when I see like diamonds or jewelry, like on the internet, I don't really like care, but I've never actually seen diamonds like that in person. Oh and it was God. quite substantial. Him and his crew, he had like a crew of like four or five people. One of them was a, a Toronto celebrity barber called jay the barber i don't know if you're familiar with him no i'm not and and they all and he had like two other camera people and this other like rapper that he worked with and like they were all wearing these like massive team 10 shit like they were wearing massive diamond chains the chains had diamonds and then a massive team 10 logo all covered in diamonds and they all had one and it's like it was just a lot i've never seen like you know watches with diamonds like i thought i was very desensitized to that kind of stuff but like seeing in person it's like it holds some sort of substance definitely yeah it's overwhelming my god you didn't want to join that after you weren't like hey guys can i tag along (laughs) unfortunately you have to find that balance between like being cool especially as the camera person you're really like it's so not about you if anything if they if they notice you like you're 
you're like they're like out of it you know you don't want someone to know you're filming them almost gotcha yeah let's keep it natural I remember when my dad used to always say I could come and work on TIFF with him because he worked at the Toronto Film Festival. He was like, but the one thing is, is you have to remain cool. Like you can't ask for autographs or pictures or whatever. And I was like, ah, I can do that. And then when I went to France and I bumped into, or like I literally just saw Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra, I had my phone out and I was like, oh my God, like this is crazy. It's my oh birthday my present. So clearly, clearly not not something I'd be great at, but I'm glad you can keep your cool. I mean, maybe if I had to, like if it was my job, maybe if I'm in there, but. It also depends on like what the celebrity means to me. Like if I met like, uh, if I met Rob Kardashian, I may not even know who he is at first. And uh, of course, for that reason, act very cool around them. Jake Paul, yeah. I'm not necessarily a fan of. So like it was, okay. it was pretty nerve wracking to be with someone with the first thing that went through my mind when I saw him was, damn, this guy has like tens of millions of people. Like if something happens, if something goes good or bad, it's viewed by tens of millions or, of people. Mm-hmm. And that's like a lot. That's like a scary number. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be on the negative side of that. It's just or or even like, any side of that. <laughs> that's the thing. I, like being seen by, like, you know, I, I think a lot of us have these aspirations of, you know, some sort of like influencer fame or like notoriety. But then I think about being in a room with someone who actually has the power to expose me to tens of millions of people. And there is definitely some form of like, has it, I'm definitely not like the classic, like social media sociopath where it's like, yes, anything for clout, where it's like, I definitely had this hesitation of like, ah, oh, do I want to be, is this the channel I want to be? I don't know. Not again. It's not, these are things in my own head. I don't no, think no, Jake no. Paul was in any way thinking about posting <laughs> me, but it's just like, it, it, it was interesting. It was interesting. Okay. No, I get that. You want to align yourself with people that you're more in tune with and more aligned with. And that's what the brand that you want to get in contact with and be working with. Right. In contrast, I met, um, who's the cooler, uh, Sprouse twin, the like fashionable <gasps> one. Dylan. Yeah. So I, I was my lit- childhood crush. I think he was mine too, to be honest. <laughs> I don't blame you. I, I kind of wanted to be like them. I was like, these are like cool. Yes. Dudes. But yes. I, I saw him and I was literally, I, I, I like walked by him briefly and I, I, I swear to God, I couldn't muster up a word. I, 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 it, it, it was like, like, I guess when I'm a fan of someone, maybe I can't act cool. Okay. <laughs> They're just people, but like, I do like to think that I'd be cool in front of them, but also knowing myself, I might not be as cool. Honestly, Ryan, though, as a kid, you kind of did you were kind of like the Sprouse Brothers. You had that attitude, like on Sweet Life on Deck. Like you were like a little, like a, a bit of a shit, of shit disturber. Yeah, like a little bit of a shit disturber, but also like, funny and yeah. Well, that's a nice way to put my hooliganisms. And it's okay. We were all like that. I appreciate it. How did you really get into, like, so you said you switched. It was more like a, going from like tech, you were more into like the content and social media aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so is this something you were kind of passionate about and, after undergrad kind of thinking about like getting into the social media sphere um and also just tell us a bit about like what is content creation because i don't think everybody knows <laughs> sure um well the the switch kind of came from uh, a couple years of experience working in social media in the corporate world i also obviously developed a skill set before i worked in the corporate world about uh, uh, like around content and social media marketing because as a kid, I was really into like meme culture and I started like a lot of, I I started like a number of like Facebook pages back in the day when like Facebook meme pages were like blowing up. I had a couple different ones on like different like niche topics and like 
just random shit that I would go grow to like anywhere from like 20, 50, a hundred, couple hundred thousand followers. Yeah. And it was like, it, I realized I wasn't passionate about actually growing social media pages once the like Instagram boom hit. Cause like everyone kept saying to me, like, you should do this. You should like move all your meme pages and start doing memes on Instagram. And I think I realized at that point that like, I have no interest in like, just like doing something creative that I think is funny for the sake of like, just like gathering numbers. It, it just, it just felt like more of a job to me. Mm-hmm. And when I started working in it, when I started making that a job, it wasn't fruitful. So I stopped that and I realized that maybe the content creation part. So like there's the social media, but like social media is only driven by, you know, content that, you know, is posted on it. So I, uh, especially throughout the, uh, before the pandemic, I started like, I kind of like dropped out of the corporate world and I decided I wanted to film content not for I was working for like my last job before I started freelancing was I was doing a I was a social media coordinator at a an insurance agency mm. which was uh, basically as dry and boring as it can get and uh, it was an ev- evangelical like like <laughs> it was like a highly catholic extremely catholic religious oh okay insurance agency so it, it was it was again not aligned with you, not aligned with you necessarily <laughs> not at all I don't think our values matched up but they were very nice to their to their local Jew and um and but uh, I decided to kind of leave that and start kind of filming content for artists and influencers because I saw as they were blowing up um especially like in the world of like hip-hop and as like hip-hop culture became much more dominant in the mainstream um I realized that like rappers primarily are missing uh, are missing like out on content. They're missing out on like some sort of like intimacy. Like every rapper is able to post with like a stack of money or like a diamond chain. That's what, what I was saying before, like diamond chains and money as a hip hop fan, aren't that exciting to me anymore. Maybe they were exciting like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. but like everyone has a, it. TikTokers have their own chains now. Right. It's, it's like, the like norm. Yeah, I have a chain. There you go. I have grills. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I so think you wore like, them when I last saw you, actually. Yes. Um, God. So yeah, it's like that stuff is like desensitized to me, and I think a lot of people, like, as we're also seeing with like the, uh, like people's critiques. I remember like last year the Met Gala was the biggest thing, and, and now like the rhetoric is slightly shifted, where like half the people are loving it, half the people are talking shit about the irony of what's going on in the world, and how many. Yeah rich people are talking about tax the rich at the Met Gala. Mm -hmm. And so I think that idea of like celebrities flashing wealth has, is like kind of coming and going. Right. So my idea was like, I would just film a more intimate side of like artists lives. I would do like behind the scenes stuff in the studio. I would like film them on their day to day, like how they actually live as an artist, like what their story is going to be. And, uh, and I would just help them post that stuff on social media. So that's kind of what I was doing for quite some time. Just that's awesome. Around. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's a whole nother side that you really don't get to see. You're so right. Mm. And you've always been interested in music and just like videos in general, back when like photo booth was a thing, we we're all up in that. Like you always were a creative person. So this is more, this is up your alley. It's something that you seem very passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, something I like but again it's still finding that balance between like 
a lot of things and a lot of things I did in the music industry were really cool, but they didn't make me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And now I'm now two, three years later, especially after the pandemic, I'm working for uh, my clients are like tax lawyers and real estate agents and yeah, I'm making significantly it. more money, but it's like, it's much less cool. So I think I'm still trying to, and I'm not the happiest doing that. You know, I'm happy yeah. that my bills are paid, but it's like, I'm still trying to work on that balance of like, how can I get paid for something that is cool and that I'm passionate about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So essentially then content creation can be just about anything. It's just, um, for you, it's just about finding like things that you're more interested in versus things that help you pay the bills, as you said. Um, but content creation is really just creating for people who want to put themselves out there. Yeah, yeah. Every every social media platform likes video content and prioritizes video content because it's what's most engaging. I mean, look at what we focus on. We focus on things yeah. like Instagram and Reels and TikTok and Netflix and YouTube. Like those are the primary things that we do especially in our free time and it's like mm-hmm. yeah everyone loves video and I've I'm decent at video so per- yeah perfect worked out well yeah so I was going to ask you so that's why you got into YouTube it was just be- or like YouTube and now you said TikTok as well you got into just because that's the best way to engage with an audience yeah I uh, yeah I definitely think that giving people like a visual uh, giving people that inside look I have a lot of people who see what I do uh, from an outside perspective. And then I have a couple of friends who see what I do from, you know, a more intimate and inside perspective. And they see my process. They see like what I have to do on a daily basis in order to get a music video with like a label signed artist or like get like a massive project completed. So mm-hmm. I think things like vlogging and TikTok like allows me to uh, just show different sides of what I do. Obviously, Instagram is very like polished and you kind of want to post your professional work there or your best photos and whatever think platforms like TikTok and YouTube allow me to uh, get out of that rigid I guess kind of expectation we have for for Instagram content okay totally makes sense I feel like you know people always say I've been told to like start a YouTube podcast or something like that if I want more views or if I want things like that I guess for me it's more of a personal decision to just keep it this way Mm -hmm. um but no, if you want to make, if you're making a career, like this is your career, this is your life. So you got to do, you got to do it up. Yeah. I mean, I guess for now, I, I, I again, I really don't know what I'm doing or what it's going to do, where it's going to take me. Mm-hmm. But the good thing is that I've definitely considered myself lucky because as I said, I was passionate about like making memes and then that turned into like an industry. Mm-hmm. Ironically, like now companies want people that make memes. So it's kind of, Again, I just consider it really dumb luck. <laughs> and uh, and I've continued to get lucky in the sense that I'm good with the camera. I'm good like with editing content and with like making content that makes people laugh or cry or feel some sort of emotion. And now companies need that, which is, again, just dumb luck. It's like little movies. Like we all, that's why we watch movies. That's why we watch shows. We everyone's so into youtube like you literally can scroll on youtube and i guess now take i don't have tiktok i should get on tiktok but i know no you shouldn't don't get on i'll get addicted you'll get addicted because tiktok oh that that algorithm is so it's scary how it knows you you. right yeah it knows you and it's not like like at at least with like google I, i always like laugh at like whenever i'm typing in google maps and it like pretends to like give me like i'll do like 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 10 yeah and then it'll be like 
York Mills. I'm like, you know where I'm going. You know I'm going to 10 Young Street. Like, you know what? Don't try to act like you don't know exactly where I'm going. When I go to the gym, my phone recommend, like when you when you swipe down and see like recommended apps for your yeah. for your phone and that my gym app knows that I'm at this location. I usually my phone knows that I usually open this app at this location. So whenever I walk to my gym, it's all of a sudden there. So it's like you know what you're doing. Yeah, all, all these companies like know us very well, but TikTok is so blatant of like it knows us to the point where it's like scary, where it's like if you look at the there's like a, a hidden section, luckily it's like default hidden, but like there's a playlist of videos you've liked on TikTok and mm-hmm. I feel like if we saw other people's, even looking through other people's like feeds, like scrolling through someone else's TikTok, you look and you're like, oh shit, you are on a different side of this <laughs> app than me. Like, I, like, like my friend will be on like travel and her things are all like, you know, travel and like some beauty gurus and she really likes like, tra- so it's like a lot of like scenic people and people like filming it. me. It's like people who are covered in shaving cream and going like, ooga booga. Like I'm just on a <laughs> difference and then my other friend is like on plant talk where like she like looks up like how to grow certain house plants and gardens and so it's like it's very scary how personal it gets to to know you yeah and but you said you can't see that though right you can't see it for other people unless they make it public Uh, okay i feel so like you could see it yourself honestly it's not worth it i don't love social media i don't like what I don't like it's not healthy in any way. I delete yeah. Instagram fairly often off my phone. Yeah. And it's just cuz like it's not he- if I didn't need it for work, if it wasn't so vital to me being a creative and to me having like a visual portfolio and to accept the fact that websites aren't really checked very often, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're not on a website, you're on Instagram and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's like you're not using a website and you're still trying to grow a brand. So it's like, you have to be on social media unless I want to go. Like I tried looking up someone in like, like this uh, investment banking consultancy group. And I tried to look up their staff on LinkedIn and they don't have LinkedIn. And it's cause like they're doing a thing that has nothing to do with social media. And they're like, fuck right. social media. If I didn't have to do social media, I wouldn't cause it sucks. Yeah. You literally have to tell people when you're not going to be using it. Yeah. And it sounds like I'm not. And like uh, some people will be like, you know, they'll make those like common memes of like, oh, nobody really like stop announcing when you're leaving social media. Nobody really cares. But for me and for some people, it's like I could get a. I'm speaking to I'm reaching out to artists, especially on Instagram. And at any point I could get a message. When I was in Montreal, unfortunately, I was messaging an artist for like two months being like, hey, whenever you're in the studio working with a couple artists, he's a producer. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, whenever you're doing stuff with other artists, I'd be happy to like help you. Like I'll, I'll get footage of cool artists and you'll get footage of yourself working with cool artists. So it's like mutually beneficial. And like, I've been messaging him for months and months. And finally I'm in Montreal for a weekend. I'm literally driving to Montreal. And he's like, yo, come to the studio tonight. And it's like, that's why I have to always be on social media, unfortunately, yeah. unless I just want to be giving everyone my phone number, which is also something you don't want to be doing. In the oh God, no. World. I think in any, uh, in any industry, you don't want to be giving every single client and patient or whatever you're, that you're working with your phone number. Right. Yeah such an important thing to keep in mind. I feel like for me and other people who maybe aren't as, if I wanted this to be my career, I would be putting in way more effort like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's like something to notice, like how much effort you put into being on social media, literally to support yourself and to be continue doing things for other people. And then obviously to support yourself. Mm-hmm. 
just so important. Okay. But I feel like when I first followed you on Instagram, you're, you had a lot of fashion things, right? You were all, <laughs> you have such a unique, but like cool style. How did, I mean, like, look, Ryan, I'm not gonna lie. Back in grade seven, you were like skater boyish, long hair. <laughs> I was a mess. You could say it. I was a mess. <laughs> we were all a mess, Ryan. My teeth were backward. I, I was, I was a mess. I had puff, puff in my hair. I remember know. old Robin, old Robin, old Robin, there was nothing wrong with old Robin. I, I miss the OG Robin. Oh, that's kind of you to say, but, but how did you like, honestly, I just want to know, like, how did your style change? Like it evolved. Honest, the, the very honest answer is yeah. I dated a Ryerson fashion major for a oh, year. Of course. That's like, as <laughs> honestly, I, I didn't really have, like my mom did not really provide great fashion direction and my sister had no interest in what I was doing at all so my fashion was the least of her concerns so what I I didn't really know how to dress I definitely knew that I wanted to become more fashionable because like I think especially in university it's like you're trying to it happened throughout university and I feel like in university you're trying to find this identity Mm-hmm. And it's like, mentally, I kind of had this identity of like, I'm the funny guy. But like, physically, I felt lost. It's like, I'm not going to be the jacked guy. I don't want to be like, the, the, the like, stereotypical, like, tech nerd. Not that there's anything wrong, because I still am a form of a nerd. And like, I geek yeah. out and nerd out on like, you see a bunch of like, collectible Pokemon shit behind me. Yeah, like, I love it. <laughs> old records and stuff. stuff. Yeah. So it's like, I'm definitely still a nerd. But it was like, I they're kind of... I don't know that I, I the the nerd subculture has like really grown to like they're like fashion nerds and like just like you know like like people who like the, I guess it started with like the hype culture too where like hype beast culture became like such a thing in sneaker culture and streetwear and like mm, yeah streetwear made things kind of easier to digest because it was a little formulaic i think streetwear you know you wear like some sort of cool like nike or like yeezy or like some like cool dad running shoe and then you have like your ripped jean your like tight ripped jeans from like zara or h&m and then like some sort of like designer shirt and like it was kind of like easy to get myself into fashion and then from there i started getting more into like more like european and japanese styles of fashion and just like shopping you know in like in place like kensington and like love Kensington. yeah kensington's great but honestly most of it started because i was dating a a fashion major and she's like i'm gonna fix this and i'm like hey i will let you (laughs) that's how it happens honestly i feel like girls out there guys out there just let like let it happen we all we all need to change our style up a little bit every once in a while hell yeah i definitely let her i was like she's like don't be afraid if i'm changing i'm like fucking change away no, it's fun. And like, I think you've taken, I don't know what she was like suggesting, but it seems like you've taken your own spin on it. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely been Gosh. able to just like, yeah, find my own to get it's, it's really about been getting about more confident with how I want to present myself. Cause I think there are a lot of things in myself that hold me back from expressing myself. And so it's just a matter of like wanting to express my start off with like, you know, just wearing more pink and purple, which like, mm back in our like conservative upbringing was like, especially in like the, the 2000s, just to be frank, like people in my family would just be like, I would just be like, oh, I want to wear these, I, like these pink shorts are really cool. And like people in my family are just like, oh, that's like kind of gay. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm not going to wear these pink shorts. No, and it's totally. like, 
yeah so now i i have a very colorful wardrobe but i it's just been a matter of like expressing myself yeah no i love that i was i was actually i was going to bring that up i was going to say this has to be related to how we grew up and just so many people grew up where you know there's stereotypes based on like gender but also on like how you want to present yourself like we i think also grew up in a an environment where like there's a set path like everybody's going to be going down this one road and you have to be professional eventually even when you're in grade seven (laughs) right like these are things that you've thought about i think that we probably connected so much too just as kids was that we both kind of we were like a bit off the beaten path we went a little off the path right like we're not going down the same road and i think that's i think that's pretty cool yeah i I think Thank you. Well, yeah, I agree. I think when we were younger, we definitely bonded over the fact that like some people's priorities were being cool. And I don't think you and I cared for being cool. We had our friends. Yeah. But we prioritized the things we love, which was like creative. Like I'm pretty sure we did like talent shows together. Yeah. Jason. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) So it's like, you know, we kind of like, again, we weren't like, it's kind of weird because like I see things that are cool and popular now and I almost wish I was in high school. Now. I don't, I do and don't wish I was in high school mm-hmm. now because at least like Snapchat and like Instagram weren't things when we were in high school that would have yeah. stuck. I would have to look good in high school, which I did not. Oh my God. Um, everyone's like idealizing like, like, pe- like people think like MGK and, and Travis Barker, are like every girl's like obsessed with them because they're dating fucking the Kardashian and right. Megan the, Fox, Megan the stallion. So like, <laughs> so like, but I'm like, why, where were the girls who were like loving this kind of stuff? Like when I was in high school, cause that was basically yeah. me. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I feel like we were just in the wrong place, the wrong time. Probably. I would love to dress like an 18 year old right now. She'll try to. Luckily I live very far from my family. <laughs> I live provinces away from my family. Right. But so like when I go to see them, it's like, even like for yeah. the past holidays, it's very like button down shirt at least I only have to do it for a day, you know? It's like I go button-down shirt, jeans, and, like, some not colorful shoes. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't know. My family's, like, obviously very accepting. You know, you dress for the job you want. You also dress, like, you dress for the occasion, really. Right. We will be wearing colors. I like to wear white after Labor Day. There's no fashion rules. That's what I like. Hell yeah. I don't follow rules. No. We don't follow rules here. Okay, so last question kind of related to your job and passions and like things like that is, you know, you post about, you know, supporting your friends, especially who are those who are in creative, creative industries. What do you think is the best way to support your friends who are in these creative industries? Honestly, word of mouth is so important in creative industries. I know a lot of people who get work just from referrals Mm -hmm. and just like in any industry, I think there's, um, I think in like more established and like, I don't even want to say more established, but like, you know, social media and entertainment, these industries are still experimental and like constantly changing, but in things like finance and insurance or like certain services, it's a lot easier to like find a mutual benefit. And I think in the creative industry, people need to focus more on, uh, it's unrealistic to say like, oh, we need to think of other people. Cause like, at the end of the day, we are all thinking of, you know, is there going to be a roof over our heads at the end of the day? But I think people in the entertainment industry need to focus more on like how things can mutually benefit each other. Um, And so like, you know, being able to like collaborate and share and not only share each other's like posts, but share like contacts and share like information. I think 
that we have a you know every other industry has some sort of like channel or network that in which they like share information whether it's like education or medicine or finance they're all trying to either obviously they have their own industry secrets but like or like their own like edge based on like each company but like at a point they're all trying to work towards getting better and mm-hmm. i think in the creative industry there's this thought that there's like not enough to go around and there is becoming more and more to go around for creatives because companies want creatives artists need create like everyone needs creatives on their team mm-hmm. so I, th- I think word of mouth and networking and really like and word of mouth could be as simple as like just mentioning it to other people or like reposting their content or like I guess things like that yeah obviously it's supporting to like pay for someone's services but like if you could get someone an opportunity and just like that's one of my favorite things to do is to be able to like set people up and then I see like two months later like I I organized a shoot with a couple creatives that I know and then like a couple months later two of the videographers are like shooting music videos together and like have created a small team together and it's like that's yeah I reached out I'm like yo this is really sick and they're like yeah like we met like during your shoot and I'm like that's awesome the fact that like we could bring more people together you could only do so much on your own as a creative I'm only good at so I'm only really good at so many things and then the rest I'm only okay at and I need other Mm -hmm. people for no, it's, oh, look at you, Ryan. You're a creative matchmaker. Um, people up. Yeah, maybe. I think that's great. Obviously, yeah, it's just very important to share each other's work. Um, enough social media platforms and people who need different videographers or producers, whatever, to go around. So that's yeah. great. So to take this a step deeper, how do you support your friends like on a deeper level? For guys, it's more stigmatized to talk about feelings. So we don't have to talk about anything that you don't want to talk about but like I know like you know my friends who I grew up with are pretty much the same um for the most part but a good crew I I love the I I do I do love the fact that you have like your crew from middle school like you girls have really stuck together and there is something special I don't think there should like you should fully dog on the fact that you're with the same people it's like it's awesome that you have people that like you obviously have connected with and I there's some rule it's like if you've been friends for someone for like seven years I, seven years yeah, yeah and I think you've passed that threshold with most of your girls. oh yeah like 21 years it's been a that's, long time that's beautiful I, I really am envious I only ha- I only have maybe two or three people like that like Andres being one of them for example yeah and it's like yeah it's great that you have a, a crew that gets along with each other that you know I always see you girls together having your little brunches and drinks out in your backyard I so I love that I love that thanks Ryan. yeah we yeah, it's nice. It's, um, we do call it like, they're like my soulmates, you know, I don't necessarily believe in having one like lover soulmate, but definitely you can have friends. I definitely believe in love in friend soulmates. Mm-hmm. Um, that was very mushy, but yeah. So like, how do you and your boys and just in general, like, how do you support each other on more of like a emotional level, whether it's like, you know, relationships, whatever. Um, it's an interesting well, question. <laughs> it's an interesting question. I think I could probably give you more insight than others because I'm definitely, as as you probably can imagine as a creative and also as knowing me personally, Robin, yeah. that I am a much more like sensitive and emotionally in tune person. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, I, I as a, it's like a two-sided coin on one, on one side, I am oftentimes, you know, I, I, I was in a fraternity in university, a Jewish mm-hmm. fraternity. So, 
I don't want to say it doesn't get more closed-minded than that because they are a very good group of like open-minded and diversely thinking guys, but it's also a Jewish frat. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. And like, I am the, you know, a lot of them were in Laurier business. A lot of them were in like Waterloo, like uh, accounting and like computer science. Cause I went to like Laurier, uh, Waterloo Laurier. So it's like, I'm definitely a bit of a, uh, an oddball out of there. And as a result, it's not always as easy for me to like, like, for example, I wouldn't be able to emotionally handle the fact that my boys are in like Greece for two weeks mm-hmm. and they're like, I need sleep. I need nourishment. I need space. I need like, you know, my, my time and like my me stuff as a creative yeah. and as a more sensitive person, like for So like, I can't handle things like that. So like, there are some things that like, I can't keep up with, with them. Cause they're just like the boys and like, ah, oh, testosterone. And like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, Ooh. I'm just gonna like chill but on the other hand you know even though I am it is sometimes the butt of the joke that I'm the more sensitive person I think there's also some awareness and acknowledgement in that that my boys know that like they call like my boys call me like pretty often when they have something going wrong or when they're stressed or something Mm. and like I doubt they're saying some of the things to me that they're saying to some of the other boys right so like while i'm while i'm not their go-to person to call to like talk about like the game that just happened and how crazy it was you know we do bond over like other things and that's is sometimes like things that are more personal to me and more personal to them which is like we get to like more intimate topics especially um i don't know about you but like i just know a ton of people obviously you know like my father passed a couple years ago yeah and i feel like i know like a lot of people who's have who've had a parent that's died of like cancer in the past like five years like I feel like it's yeah. just so many so it's things like that things like anxiety depression loss grief things that I'm very open I, I I'm very open that I go to therapy once a week yeah. I found like an awesome therapist like when my dad passed I had been to like seven or eight therapists in, my, in like my lifetime and I finally found a good one so I'm very open about that I don't mind saying to like, like when I'm talking to my friends, I'm like, yeah, you know, I spoke to my therapist about this and, you know, he recommends, you know, I'm kind of able to like pass on some wisdom to friends that I know probably aren't going to therapy and don't care to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. So being some sort of, and, and sometimes they're coming to me with like very serious and like, I'm glad they're coming to me with like their relationship troubles, even like, cause like the other boys may just be like, eh, fuck it. Just like, fuck it. Um, and I am able to like, kind of give them a small therapy session. So, um, yeah, it's tough to, they're, they're not always very aware of it, but they're very sensitive guys as well. Guys are very sensitive. And I think men's mental health is like a huge thing that I'm like passionate about. Yeah, you are. And I think it's important that you talk about it. And I also think it's really special that you are that person for them because there's just so many men who struggle with like you said, all of those things, grief, loss, depression, anxiety, whatever it is, um, some other form of mental illness. And it's not always a safe space for guys. Mm-hmm. So it's great They're, that you're that person for your friends when you can be. I try to be. They're very emotionally dense. They don't know mm-hmm. like anything. I had to explain to a buddy like that he needed closure after like he had a relationship and it kind of just ended abruptly mm-hmm. in the middle of the pandemic, I think over text. And um, like she he, like, yeah, and like he messaged me like a couple months, like a, a maybe a couple months or like a year later, and we're talking, and he's like, "Man, I still, I, it's weird to say, but I still think about this girl." I was like, "What happened to the girl?" And he explains to me all that. I'm like, 
dude like that's a that's a lot dating a girl for like a year i think he was dating her for like a couple years oh my God. and then it just ended abruptly over text with kind of and like he didn't really understand that i'm like dude you need clo- like you should like call her and be like let's talk it's been like a year or so like can we talk and he's like no i don't want to feel this i don't want to feel that i don't want to seem weak or needy or whatever like that sense of like weakness and vulnerability and i was like and he didn't really, he was like weirded out by the fact that he was still thinking about this girl. And I was like, dude, I'd be thinking about that girl every fucking day if she did that to me. Yeah. It's like, they don't get it sometimes. So like, it's, it's not always a malicious thing. When people think guys are very like emotionally dense and insensitive, it's really not a malicious thing. If they're not considering someone else's feelings, sometimes they barely understand their own feelings. And that's because it's never taught to us. Our priorities are like business and law and like providing for a family. Yeah. Classic gender roles and gender norms. Yeah. It's hard. That's terrible. Did he end up like speaking with her or like, or probably not. Probably not. Like if he doesn't even speak with her, like just to have closure in some other way would be so beneficial. Like to keep, I don't know. You're right. I, I, here I am being a, being a classic woman trying to nurture. No, it's (laughs) true. Yeah. Listen, gender roles are important and have their place like in society. Like that's why a mother and a father are important. Um, but it's like, or like two parents are just important, but it's like, yeah, people, uh, the conversation is starting to open. The conversation is starting to open. And honestly, if they get open a conversation with me, then I think as a collective, yeah, as a collective, yeah. people can, can become more emotionally aware. That's great. Yeah, it's so true. Hopefully your friends keep reaching out to you, but also like get the support that they need because it can obviously at times be beyond what you can provide. Yeah. We can only do so much for each person. Doing our best. Also, I'm not like a, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a therapist. You're a content creator. <laughs> I'm a broken man myself. So I don't know if I should be giving these people advice, but it's like, you know, it's you okay. We We're all a little, we all have our things that, broke us inside and make us stronger right ryan oh yeah i hate saying that though i hate like the kelly clarkson like what doesn't kill us makes us stronger it makes me want to vomit yeah it's a banger is it though like yeah what doesn't kill you makes you stronger? <laughs> no it's vibe i guess like when i hear it come on like i'll listen and be like yeah but then at the same time like i wish this was someone else i wish i was i wish what i wish there like was another pitbull pitbull could do it Pitbull's like, uh, what was that thing? It's like, like been there, done that. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know what that song is, but you know, he could do it. Mr. 305. Yeah. yeah. You just got to have that Pitbull confidence. He's okay. got confidence for no reason. And that's oh. why we should too. Yeah. Bald men out there, like, why aren't, be confident. Don't wear a hat. Don't hat fish us. Wear that bald head of yours and just be proud. Bald kings. Yes. Bald kings. The last time, again, we got together, you were single you know, we were talking about like you being a more sensitive person and just, you gave me some good advice, honestly, with relationship things, but now it's been a year. Um, so I, and at that point you weren't looking for anything serious, but I want to know if that's changed. Um, I mean, it, it like, am I looking for something serious? I wasn't, but I have, I seem to have found myself in something serious. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we, we're doing good. Yeah, no, things good. are things are good. I'm I'm dating a girl now. We've been dating for like a couple months now. Um it's been interesting because again, as someone who wasn't looking for anything serious and was kind of just focusing on myself, um 
I kind of like stumbled into this and, you know, it was just kind of recommended by, I wasn't really sure if I was going to end up being in a relationship, but you know, I was happy and I enjoyed it mm-hmm. and I enjoyed my time with this girl. So people who cared about me were just like, Hey man, if you enjoy it, like maybe don't like run away from it just because yeah. it's like a relationship, but like you're happy. So like why run away from it? Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, that's kind of smart. And you know, I've given it a chance and it's moved a lot faster than my past relationships um, for reasons like, I mean, like she, like when I was traveling in LA, she was also traveling and she actually came to visit me in LA for a month. And we like lived oh, together wow. in Venice beach for a month. That's so fun. That's really nice. It's fun. But it was also like, that was in, like, we did that for the month of like, I think June, like May, June ish. And like, we met in like March, April. Right. So yeah. it's like to go from me, I'm very distant and like usually not one to jump into relationships. So it's like to to quickly um, go from like meeting someone on the internet during the pandemic to now like living with them for a month. Yeah. It was a lot and it's been a lot. And I think as a result, there was a lot of like quick adjusting that her and I had to do mm-hmm. just because things moved fast. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's working. Okay. I'm glad. That's really good yeah. to hear. It's interesting. You say like you're emotionally or you're distant more when you're trying to get into a relationship, but like with your friends, you rely on them. They rely on you for like that emotional support. I feel like relationships just take just a little bit more of a getting, getting into and like building that trust. Yeah. It's kind of the same. It's, it all falls under the same category of like, it's a lot easier to analyze and assist with other people's feelings than to confront your own. Yeah. It's oh. like, oh, as long as I'm dealing with my friend's feelings, I don't need to deal with like my problems. Yeah. Yeah. Here I am. Like I'm doing a podcast where I talk about all these things all the time. And it's just like, then I go back and I reflect and I'm like, oh, how am I feeling? Like, it's like oh, actually, I have no direction. Am I taking my, yeah. Am I taking my own advice? Um, I'm trying to, I think, I, I think I'm doing a decent job, but. I think yeah. you're doing great, Robin. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So that's great. I'm glad to hear that. Um, that is fast though. Like, and she is from Toronto too. Yeah, she's okay. she ba- she's bounced around, but she's like a Toronto gal. Okay, nice. Yeah. Have to meet her one day, maybe. Okay, you will meet her. Yeah, she's a cool oh, girl. Yeah. I love that. Okay, I was gonna ask you why now. How did you kind of get to this place where you're like, I'm ready? But it really just kind of not fell into your lap, but it happened, and you wanted to see where it goes, right? Yeah, uh, the my friends and and loved ones kind of made a a point to say like hey man are you happy in this and i'm like yeah i am i, I like it they're like okay maybe like don't run away from it just because it's like a relationship and i'm like yeah okay fine again it's like not wanting to deal with your own emotions but having you know having to at some point mm-hmm. it's a good point because relationships while like yes sometimes they take work and figuring things out about what you're you know what you're feeling and stuff like that it also can be so nice. Like it's so nice to be in a relationship, so much comfort and happiness. And what about you? Are you, uh, are you like uh, meeting any new prospects lately? Well, Ryan, um, no, I have been honestly, the summers, the summer was like interesting. was great. People kept on saying about me, like Robin, this is your hot girl summer. But I was up at like up at the cottage with my family. Um, so I really wasn't out there dating anybody. Um, and then I went to BC and visited friends. Like I went by myself, went on a solo trip to visit friends and 
obviously hung out with them and it was just great. And like, I haven't really done much dating, um, recently, but, uh, I'm supposed to have a date on Friday, but Exciting. no, I'm going to, this is what I have to say. I don't think it's going to happen, Ryan. Why? We, we planned it for last Saturday and then, you know, I get this. He was, he was, uh, he's in his master's. So he has to get some shit done for Sunday. And so he's like, can we reschedule? I know I procrastinated during my master's. So I'm like, sure. You probably did procrastinate too. Let's do it for another day. So he said Monday, I couldn't do Monday. So instead we moved it to this Friday for lunch, but I have not heard from him since Saturday. So I just have this feeling that it's not happening and I'm not upset about it. He actually isn't from here anyway. So like it'd be a kind of a one-time thing or like, I don't know he, if he comes back often because his family's here, but either way, like, I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Ryan? Do you think it's going to happen? I, how many chance? I, I, it's not really my place to say whether it's going to happen. Or not. I'm more curious how many, this is like strike two. What oh, with me? Is this a strike is, we two? haven't even met yet. Okay. So yeah, that's fair. Same thing happened with me and my girl who I'm dating oh, yeah? now. She, I, she invited me on two different dates canceled on one of them and then the second one she didn't even acknowledge i was just like she didn't even acknowledge that we had a date she was just like oh. i would yeah i was like uh, she was i was like hey like what's like what's the plan like what's your plan for today she's like oh i'm like going like rollerblading with my friends and i'm like true and then like a couple hours passed i think she messaged me and being like oh but like let's still like do dinner i know we were supposed to hang today or this and that but like let's still i know we're supposed to hang and do dinner let's just like do dinner instead so it's oh, like, okay. okay. So it was like, she was almost like, uh, she was on strike three basically because she'd canceled two dates. The second yeah. one didn't even acknowledge that the day was happening. And then obviously she cared enough to be like, hey, let's still do dinner. And I'm like, okay, fine. It's not a big deal. Um, but, you know, from there, obviously it went well. <laughs> it worked. But it's just a matter of, are, are you into the guy? Like, are you into the guy in any way? Uh, I mean, I don't really form attachments when we're just talking via text, you know, like, I I don't know, like, I'm open to meeting and I'm always open to meeting new people. So like, if I feel like, honestly, if I feel like going out and meeting someone new who doesn't even live in my city, I'll just be like, hey, looking forward to Friday, where or when should I meet you? If I don't feel like it, I'll just leave it. Like, I don't think it's, I don't know, it's not that big of a deal to me. Cool. Yeah, I get that dating at the at the beginning can be like very casual and just nonchalant like that in yeah. terms of just like hey we're just meeting this could be business it could be casual this could be sexual it's like yeah we're just meeting at the base of it exactly and i feel like when you go on a first date no one owes you anything but respect um like literally if he doesn't if he changed his mind that's totally fair because i don't have any attachments to him i feel like i know what i deserve we all deserve someone who puts in like a bit of effort and shows consistency. I think the way to know someone likes you is if they are showing consistency. But yeah, I have other things I can do on Friday if he doesn't respond um, because it's just a clear indication that like it's not his priority. And, and I'm not trying to make it like too can play at that game, but like it wasn't a substantial conversation. I'm not rushing into anything. But if I was like super into someone, yeah, I totally like just like hit them up again to clarify if we're having plans or not. Um, okay, so yeah, that's my that's what I've been up to in terms of dating. Um, in general, though, like I'm just curious, what are I, what are like you said when you were getting into this relationship, you 
friends, your friends were like, don't be scared just because it is a relationship. Is it really just like the feelings that come along with being in a relationship that kind of put some fear into you? Um, I don't know what it is. There, there are, there are a couple different things that I think make me hesitant to of being in a relationship. The first is like, as I said before, I really do like my space and like I've lived alone for the past, like four or five years, mm-hmm. um, closer to four years actually, since like, especially since like I don't live with, I don't like have any family in the city anymore. I don't have a significant other. I didn't have roommates. So it was like just having my own space and my own independence is important to me. Um, also someone who understands the like networking aspect of like being in the entertainment industry. Like I've done shoots with like, like, like rappers who have a bunch of girls around them or just like straight mm-hmm. up, like only fans girls who message me on Instagram and are like, Hey, like me and my friends are doing like a lingerie shoot. Can you like get some like content for us? So it's like, finding someone who, and also the fact that I'm like traveling, like when I was in the last relationship I was in was really strained by the fact that when I was working with these two artists from these two like Canadian rappers, they would like hit me up three days prior and be like, Hey, like, like we want to like go to Barcelona next week for two weeks and France. Can you do that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool cool again looked cool but like a fucking mess and like weird and like hard for the relationship and very hard for the relationship she's like do you know who chromaz is yeah so she was yes so she was one of the artists that flew me out there so like and like obviously chromaz is like very sexual and like all about like her body and like just like it's very part of her brand and so like my girl was like very nervous that I was like around like these rappers and these girls and like all this stuff, even though I have really no interest in Chromaz, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, but like, it's stuff like that. That was just, I guess, strenuous on the relationship. And I, I, you know, as you know, I want to like maybe move to LA or I spend a lot of time out in LA and like, I love to travel. So like finding someone who understands that was, I guess, an important part of a relationship and like, I didn't really care to look for a relationship. I don't know. I just, I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted yeah. to just do my own thing for a while. That's totally fair. And like we said, yeah. like you're on a trajectory where like, I don't know where my life is going. And I feel like sometimes we have direction, but it's like, we don't, you know, we just don't know exact, the exact steps to get there necessarily all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you don't have that, sometimes it's just easier to do it on your own or it seems like it's easier, but there's nothing wrong with being in a relationship as long as that person kind of gets where you want to go and is okay with like the little things like being around naked girls and stuff. Right. Which again, is not like a regular thing. It's not a regular like, thing. Getting flown out, like it's very, these are very one-off instances. But mm-hmm. again, the fact that I'm in this stage where I can experiment with this kind of stuff and yeah. trust me, like an OnlyFans shoot is, ask anyone who shoots with girls for OnlyFans. Oh no, right. I think it's pretty safe to say that you're probably my only friend who shoots OnlyFans girls. It's not like a fun sexual experience. It's like, yeah. like they may try to play it up as like, wow, look, you're hanging out with so many girls. And it's like, yo, I'm working. I just want to sit down. I'm standing <laughs> up all day. I'm like, you know, it's like you're, you're work- yeah, it's like not fun. Your feet so hurt. Like I'm tired. Yeah, listen, it could be, I, I could be, again, doing social media for the insurance company. It could be a lot more boring. Yeah. 
but it's yeah. like but it's like it's just it's just kind of part of life it's not like uh it's, yeah just work yeah totally diving into the next part where where i just want to know like so obviously with um, people in the past things didn't work because of like more like a seems like a work schedule type of scenario and like trust maybe she was a bit see maybe she was insecure with some of the things you were doing and just where you were at do you like speak you know how do you approach like speaking to someone you're seeing about like those things in your life whether it be like work but also like mental health um therapy how how do you go about talking with your partner about that um I mean, (laughs) I definitely do. And I definitely engage those conversations and like start those conversations more than my partner does. Cause again, it's not a fun or easy thing to like start confronting your own feelings, especially when, you know, they may not be good feelings for me. It's like, just like open, like openness and honesty and transparency is like all I could kind of offer because, you know, there are some times where like, again, I'm very emotional. So like, there are some times where I get like moody or there are times where I'm like, you know, in like just a worse mood and it could be things like I haven't slept well. I haven't eaten properly. I have like so much on my plate and it's, I've realized it's just like, I'm also very in my head. So like, I'll think of things, I'll have a whole thought process in my head and then just say one word to my girl and be like, be like, Oh, like we're not going out later. Cause, and like, like in my head, I was like, oh, like, it's going to take too much time. We want to do this. We want to do that, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, oh, we're not going for dinner. And, like, I kind of need to be more open and communicative um, Mm -hmm. just because I I, I do a lot of thinking in my – a lot of thinking in my head. And, like, it's easier for me to be, like, straight up, my girl wants to come over and hang out. I'm like, hey, it's, like, 2 p.m. I haven't eaten. If you come over, I'm, like – like, I just finished a bunch of work. I'm, like, sweaty, haven't showered, haven't eaten. If you come over now – I'm going to like just not be in a good mood. And like, I don't want to take any of that bad energy out on you, you know, on how in a, in and Like, I don't want to like you to be like my, just someone to take out anger and bad energy on. So it's like being open about, even if I can't fix something that's wrong with it, because obviously it's not, it's something I should work on if I'm like moodier when I'm like hungry or like snappy when I'm sleepy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but to be, if I can't fix it right away, at least I can be open and say, Hey, fair warning. If you come out, and sometimes she's like, I don't care. Like, I'll just like, I'm not going to be in your way. I'll just hang out in bed or like watch TV. I just want to like nice. be there. So, like, being open and, and honest, as cheesy as it sounds, is like the only way I think things will get fixed. If she does something that upsets me or if I do something that upsets her, it's like we need to talk about it. And we need to talk about it, like, not necessarily always now and in the moment, but it's like this needs to be dealt with. I don't believe in like, just letting things go, you know, and just like kind of passing by things. If there's an issue in the relationship and we do care to make this a serious long-term relationship, then like these issues have to be addressed. Otherwise they're going to keep happening. They're going to keep putting strain on the relationship and uh, it's, it's not going to grow. No, I completely agree. I think that's really, really good that you do that. I know like open communication, being vulnerable is not easy. And even though you're maybe a more emotional person, like it's not, easy for anybody yeah especially again when it's like addressing my own emotions when I've said like hey I am like there like I'm going to be at like I'm going to do something wrong or I'm not going to be in a good mood or I feel a certain way or like and again there's like some sort of like 
I think there's some sort of like misconception about like guys can just process these emotions a lot easier. But like I lost like I lost like someone close to me recently and like my girl knew about it, but she it's like a couple days later, I'm like exhausted and blah 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 and like not in like a very like uplifting and like energetic mood. And she's like wondering, she's like, we're like, you know, we've been having fun. We're in the States, we're in LA, we're traveling, like what's wrong? And I'm like, you got to understand that like something happened recently and like, it doesn't like, it's get away on me for a couple days, a week, a month, maybe until I get home and actually see the grave of the person that died and get my clothes, the closure myself. So I think that like, and again, she's not going to guess that I, it would be unfair to get mad at her for not knowing that. And it's much easier and much more productive to be, well, maybe not easier, but much more productive and beneficial to instead say, hey, like, remember, like, I lost someone close to me, even if it was a week ago, a month ago, I think that's still affecting me. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think people realize that, especially because there are so many things that I have to do in my life that I have to, that's what it is. Like, like a lot of the times guys have to, and I'm not saying just for guys. I'm just saying, speaking from guys' perspective, because I am a guy, I don't want to speak for women. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, we have so like, we have so much to do. That's like, you have to compartmentalize and put those emotions away. It has to be a skill. Like I wasn't able to, when, when my dad died, I wasn't able to compartmentalize those emotions in my office setting. It wasn't working. Like I was like, cry like I was like holding back tears in my office cubicle it was like really unhealthy but it's like I just had to leave but maybe in hindsight you know you know it it would be it would have been a little easier to maybe be a little more open with these people explain what I was going through certain things like that and uh but like otherwise it's like some like something happens to me it's like that sucks but it's like I have this client thing to get done I have like pets to take care of I have like a home to take care of I have like food to work for food to go out and like buy so it's like it's like you have to like she has to understand that like I am because I can't process my grief properly when I'm in LA and someone in Toronto dies it's like I have like I have to put it to the side because I have to enjoy my time in LA and have to fucking live my life Mm -hmm. but it's like that still carries a weight on you and until you get that kind of closure, I don't think, I, I think people realize that like, just cause they like put it to the side doesn't mean it's actually like out of them yet. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what I'm saying, but like, you kind of get it. No, I get, I get what you're saying. Firstly, I'm really sorry that I didn't know you lost somebody. So I'm very sorry that you lost someone close to you. It's you're real. Like you realize like maybe if you're reflecting on it afterwards now, cause we're talking about it, but like you realize when you do need to take a step away from things in order to like process those feelings because like you don't get over a loss in a day or like a two days you're right like it takes time to process all these things so kudos to you for doing that and just like being able to speak and be vulnerable because and like you said you know you said you wish maybe you could have or in hindsight it would have been better to have talked about those things like talked about your dad's loss with your coworkers. it's hard it's hard like you don't necessarily always know your coworkers so well or just have that trust in them right so I think it's good that you were you're just I don't know obviously it's taken time but it's good that you're able to recognize these things rather than like bottle them up inside and never let yourself feel well yeah better late than never I guess but that's the last of my questions but that was I don't want to that was ending on like a, we don't a have to end on that, no 
do you uh do you consider yourself a relationship person um well i've only been in one serious serious one like you know i was in a very went for lunch with you uh, or dinner with you last september and that was kind of the middle to end of a two-month relationship and it was again he was a really great person it was just that just we weren't right for each other mm-hmm. um i think though in general like the thought of you know when everyone's like saying things to me like it's hot girl summer um you know you should be like living it up and a lot to a lot of people it does mean like dating a lot and meeting a lot of people and like hooking up whatever i think dating's like great like you like i like to meet new people but i do like a i like security and like i like being com- like i like being comfortable but i also like being excited which maybe sometimes in a relationship with a, a certain like people it just doesn't work because being too comfortable and wanting crazy excitement all the time can just lead to negative side effects, let's say. <laughs> but I think in general, like, yeah, I am probably more a relationship person. Like, I don't like to bounce around. I don't, um, I don't like to give all of me to many people. And, like, I get invested when I, when I like somebody, right? So, and honestly, in my dating year my year of dating because that's really what it's been I've only really liked like two people and I've dated lots of people so you know I well I want to give that to one person more so so yes I would say I'm a relationship person even though I've been in very few serious relationships well I don't think the number of also we're young I don't think the number of yes we're still young and at 26 defines whether you're a relationship person I think what you said more defines the fact that you care more about sharing something intimate with a single person versus exploring that with many. Yeah. Yeah, And like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, It's fun. I definitely did that. I did that in undergrad though. Like I had a lot of fun in undergrad, just like didn't have any relationships really until, or to be clear, any serious like relationships close to the end of undergrad. And like, I had my fun and I don't know. I'm just like, I enjoy spending like quality time with a person. And so I think that mostly comes when like you two are both committed to one another and like, it's kind of nice to, to be on the same page as someone else, even though in a relationship, you're not always on the same page. Definitely not always. Definitely not. Do what but, you know, like those feelings of, I'm excited. Like I wanted, I, did you feel those feelings of like being so happy and like excited to see somebody again, like while you were getting into this new relationship? Yes and no. I mean, again, it's like, it's like weird. Cause I, it's like, it's hard to be honest about that because it's like, I run from those feelings, you know, those mm-hmm. are the kinds of feelings that like, I'm not too comfortable with. And mm-hmm. I could have any reason to do with any aspect of my upbringing or childhood or relationships in the past or whatever, which have all had their fair share of trauma. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, I don't, again, it's like, maybe I have those feelings. Maybe I don't, maybe those are the feelings I don't like. Maybe I don't love getting excited about someone coming into my life because I don't know how long they'll be in my life for. It's like, I don't know, but I know I'm happy with this person. I'm happy to spend time with this person. It's healthier for me to be in a relationship rather than like in the dating world because there's so much mental strain in the dating world. For example, you're wondering if you're going to meet a guy that you've never met and may never meet and you're thinking about whether your schedules are going to link. It's like, if someone doesn't want to hang out with me, I'm just like, all right, I'll make another plan. Like maybe, but again, maybe that's like a, a, a problem that I have like confronting my feelings, but I do think like I'm more just laid back when it comes to like making plans about dating. Cool. Yeah. 
Awesome. No, yeah, you're right about that. Uh, fear about dating. May as well leave before they can leave you, right? There you go. <laughs> That's the logic. We don't, I don't support that. But I mean, definitely been there. Me and my girl are both very nervous at the fact that we realize that we're both the dumpy. I mean, we're both oh. the dumper. We're both the dumper. It's like mm. neither of us have ever been dumped. We are both the person that dumps. Oh, boy. So you just kind of look at each other and be like, I bet races <laughs> on. <laughs> We're fucked up, but it's okay. We laugh. No, that's great. I love a dark sense of humor. Do you glow, Ryan, when you're in a relationship? <laughs> I don't know. Again, I think a lot people are more aware of the things in me than I am. Um, tell it's like it's tough because it's like there's so much toxicity in in our dating culture of like, and it's something I've been struggling with, where it's like not even struggling, sorry, not struggling with is the wrong term, but just questioning about myself to try to like open an honest conversation with myself about something like this. It's like, is like, you know, when does it, when is, when is hooking up with someone or dating someone, when does it come from a place of like wanting to be with them or wanting validation? Mm-hmm. You know or just I mean? wanting a relationship in general. Like, yes, exactly. exactly. Something to me, is it like, I don't know what the phrase is exactly, but it's like, like, do you love someone because of them or because of what they do for you? Mm, okay. Like, so do you actually, actually love them for who they are or because of the idea kind of thing? Yes. Or and I, and what they give you, yeah. And I question that often about, like, part of my trust issues where it's, like, I think there's something oddly fetishized about, like, a nice Jewish boy with, like, a good religious upbringing and shit like that. That's so, so it's, like... my type. <laughs> It's it's not a lot of girls' type, especially yeah. ones that I work with in like the industry. But like you know, there are, there are also a lot of girls who like really are attracted to that. And like, yeah. I definitely sometimes have to question like whether someone likes me for me or because they just think I'm gonna be like a good partner in the future. Which maybe are the good are the True. same thing. But it's like you know, I to have is I didn't even think of that. Like as a nice Jewish boy, like or just a, like just in general a Jewish boy or a Christian boy, a Catholic boy, whatever religion, Muslim. Like just is it the religion? Just someone with a, just someone with yeah. A, there's something about like, I think especially in the Jewish. I don't think it's it's again not to like dog on other religions. It's just I think it's known that uh, in Judaism, like family values are very highly prioritized i think like all religions touch on the same kind of like values but i think in some religions certain values are like prioritized higher than others and i think in judaism like family and community are very important yeah um like i think family is more important than like 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 congressive praying which like maybe in like christianity i feel like church is like the big thing where like synagogue isn't like the big thing in like Jude. Mm-hmm. like we do it's it family it's family exactly so there's something about like i think it's weird to say but like thinking i'm like fetishized or like just like someone's ideal like oh this is gonna like just be like good for me again it's like are do they like me for me or do they like me because they feel good about being with me right know? It's like those, it's kind of like going back to like, if we're checking boxes, like, do they check those boxes? And like, that's going to be good for me. Right. Right. Not necessarily the case. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's so, I totally get that. That's not a good feeling to have if you're going into a relationship. Yeah. But again, it's like not something, it's just that it's just what they are. They're just feelings. And again, I can't project those feelings onto someone else. I just got to give them an open and honest shot to yeah. show me that like they, they care and I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying to show them that I care. Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay, well, I just have to just hope that, I don't know, I don't think I'm fetishized. Like, I don't, are nice Jewish girls? I guess they would be by nice Jewish boys. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I, again, I don't think it's, I think you know that's not my type. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. necessarily my type. I have, I didn't, I didn't date anyone from my Jewish upbringing, high school, middle school. Mm-hmm. I didn't date anyone from school ever. Mm-hmm. I don't think Damn. girls liked me. I think that's the same thing for me, Ryan, honestly. My mom always says, like, you'll find the person, you'll find the right one. And it's just like, yeah, I will. But it might not be exactly what um, I grew up with or something like that. Like, maybe we just don't match. I say this and we'll just see what happens. As I've said many times before, you know, you got to be open to all different sorts of people. Have some standards for yourself. Um, But yeah, just be open. And like, I truly don't think that growing up in our environment i was like the most sought after person so do i know i'm a catch absolutely will i find somebody who i'm interested in is also interested in me absolutely i wholeheartedly believe that we all have different people out there for us at different times of our life and some people just will last for longer (laughs) i I have high hopes for you robin thank you there are men so beautiful and it's like damn how do i compete that's like that's tough that's a lot when i see a hemsworth that's so much pressure (laughs) just don't look at them ryan just stay away from those i'm trying not to but then even the funny that i'm not even like the funniest best looking ryan like there's ryan reynolds that blows me out of the water and i'm like (laughs) like he's married so it doesn't matter anyways girls don't care they still want him over me (laughs) well you now you're in a relationship so (laughs) suck it up Yes, yes. And I'm, and I'm, again, I'm pretty happy to be here. So, very glad. I'm glad. Okay. Well, this seems like a happier place to end the podcast. 100%. Ryan, it was so nice talking with you. And just thank you for being so um, open and vulnerable with me and just talking about life and your job and everything. Yeah. I appreciate you having me. Give me a platform to talk. And uh, yeah, I wish you the best of luck. I love tuning into these. So, I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. Thanks, Ryan. This is great. Cool. Take care, Robin. All right. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Um, I know some serious topics were discussed in today's episode. Um, You know, again, like if you ever need support, please, you know, reach out to people that you love and love you um, or seek out therapy, whatever it is. Um, And yeah, just be open and honest and let yourself feel things is what I have to say from I think today's talk. Thank you guys again for tuning in. You can follow me at IngloriousRPG Podcast and Robin Brook with three E's on Instagram and IngloriousRPG on Twitter. I hope you guys have a great week and I will speak to you next Monday.